Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The St. Louis Cardinals have wrapped up their winter warm-ups. We'll talk about that. John Mosellock's comments, very interesting. Cardinals avoid arbitration with five players, but there's a player they haven't made a deal with yet. And we'll give you some injury updates along with a contract extension update from a superstar player. All that and much, much more on this episode of the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Let's get right into it. The winter warm-ups have been going on at Bush Stadium. And the and the Cardinals, John Mosellock, president of baseball operations, was on center stage. The fans were able to ask him questions. I always find this fascinating. And to the fans' credit, you know, it could have been awkward. It, something could have happened. But very cordial. The fans were great. And they asked some really good questions. And his answers to those questions were very candid, very honest, very open. I really appreciated John Mosellock in this moment. And I'll tell you that I'll be the first one to say I'm not the biggest John Mosellock fan. I think he's done a lo- some good things. But I also think there's an, an issue with ownership as well. Like there's an, an overseeing uh, ownership. At the end of the day, if ownership tells John Mosellock you can only spend X amount on players, that's all he can spend. And, and there were some illuminating comments that he made. The first question that w- that I found very interesting was uh, Stephen Matz. Stephen Matz, somebody asked a question about Stephen Matz and what he was doing to get ready for the season. And the the answer to that question is they're, they're taking a different approach with Stephen Matz. And this is coming straight from John Mosellock. They're going to have him throw throughout the, the offseason before they he took some time off and you know built his way up when he came back into camp and so they're going to have him throw throughout the offseason not a ton just incrementally I think he said if I recall that you know he hasn't quite got to throwing off of a mound yet but he's going to throw throughout the offseason so I thought that was interesting as a way to get Steven Matz ready because John Mosellock said he wants to see 30 starts from Steven Matz this year. We'll see. I'm very skeptical. I don't think we're going to see it because the last couple of years have shown us that Steven Matz is not reliable to be healthy, but I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong. I hope Steven Matz can give the Cardinals 30 starts because if he can, I think Steven Matz has been pretty good when he's healthy. So if we get 30 starts out of Steven Matz this year, he pitches the full season, he's completely healthy. That is going to be a big shot in the arm for the starting pitching rotation. All of a sudden, that starting pitching rotation is a little bit better than we thought, and you have a guy out of the five spot in Steven Matz that's, you know, for a five-hole pitcher, not bad. So fingers crossed on that one, but they're hoping that they can get a full season out of Steven Matz, and that speaks that speaks to their offseason plan. I mean, that's the way that their starting pitching rotation is right now. They're counting on Steven Matz to be healthy. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't I don't know if you can do that. They do have some insurance with the Matthew Libertors, the Zach Thompsons of the world. But again, it's it's you're still counting on that from Steven Matz. And if, if they get it, if they luck out and, you know, he stays healthy, then it could be a really good thing. So that was the first thing that I found very interesting in John Mosellock's comments. 
The second thing, he was asked directly about the starting pitching. Very good question from the fans. I was very impressed. Uh, asking if they were done adding starting pitching and relief pitching. And if they're done, do does, did he think that this would be enough to get the part Cardinals back in the playoffs? This is the question that is on every fan's mind, right? So this was a fantastic, fantastic question. And John Mose Alexander was very interesting. He said, you know, we're really never done making moves. And you, you'd like to think that we'd be done, but we're never done. And so he, he and he also said, added, he wouldn't be surprised if they made another move or two before pitchers and catchers reported or even after pitchers and catchers reported. So again, this, uh, take it with a grain of salt, if you will, but the Cardinals appear to be actively still in the market for making moves. Now you could also say, uh, oh, well, that's just something he has to say because if he says they're, he's done, he's going to get crushed uh, in that uh, in particular situation. And that's probably, there's probably some truth to that, but it's, it's interesting to hear him say, no, we're never done. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't be surprised if we made a couple moves at, heading into the pitchers and catchers reporting. So, and, and when posed the question, d- does he think that they'll be in a position to make the playoffs? He said, I expect us to be very good. I expect that our team uh, is going to be competitive and compete in, in October. Those are the expectations. That was the general sentiment that he laid out. And again, there's a lot on the line this season for the St. Louis Cardinals. There's a lot on the line for John Mozeliak. There's a even more on the line for Ali Marmol. I I think if Ali Marmol, if the team starts out slow, there's a good chance they fire him during the season. And then Daniel Descalzo, that hiring is even more important because he would likely be the interim manager as the bench coach. A lot at stake this season for John Mozeliak. And that expectation, he he expects them to be better. Um, and and he also spoke to the fact that they bring in veterans. They've brought in Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, and Kyle Gibson on the pitching side. That leadership he's counting on uh, as as a good clubhouse presence. And all those guys uh, are good clubhouse guys. Kyle Gibson, Lance Lynn, and Sonny Gray is it, it's a complete. Not to say that you know Adam Wainwright, Flaherty, Jordan Montgomery. They weren't good clubhouse guys. I don't think he means that. But these the guys that they've brought in to replace those guys are also solid clubhouse leaders. And he expects them to perform and to be solid professionals. So again, interesting comments coming out of winter warmups. A lot to get to as we move on in this episode. I touched in the last episode about Kyme Bloom and some more insight came out in the media. Um, Jim Bowden tweeted out, John Mozeliak, just told us that he has two years left on his contract and he believes that it will be it for him in this particular role. So in 2025, so after the 2025 season, uh, John Mozeliak could be done with the St. Louis Cardinals. Now he, there's a good chance that he will stay with the organization, but that puts a spotlight on Kyle Bloom and Kyle Bloom. And, and I got a little pushback for this, for being excited about Kyle Bloom. And I just want to say, that Kyle Bloom was with the Tampa Bay Rays and the Boston Red Sox. And he was with the Boston Red Sox um, and, and was fired from his job there. But one of his jobs was to rebuild the farm system. And it, I, I've told you guys on this show that the number one farm system in all of baseball is the Chicago Cubs. The number two farm system in all of baseball 
is the Boston Red Sox. Kyle Bloom was hired to rebuild. That was one of his primary tasks was to rebuild that farm system. And because the Boston Red Sox are in a big market, because they didn't win right away, they ultimately decided to move on off from him. But he's leaving the Boston Red Sox farm system in a much better place than where he found it. And if the Cardinals are going to compete going forward, and John Mozeliak said this in the winter warmups, he said, you know, we're a smaller market. And it's true. It's something I've said on this show. St. Louis is not New York. It's not Boston. It's not Los Angeles. So if they're going to compete with the big boys, they need to do a smarter job. It's not to say that they can't spend because they are the number 10 most valued franchise in Major League Baseball. They're worth $2.55 billion. They have a great fan base, a great history. It's a great organization. It's a great franchise. There's no question about that. But the St. Louis market is not the the Los Angeles market. It just isn't. So they're going to have to be methodical. They're going to have to be maniacal. They're going to have to have an approach to developing players within their farm system. And Kime Bloom, every step of the way, you can say what you want to about the success or the lack of success that the Boston Red Sox had during his tenure, what he was hired to do, developing the farm system, he did an excellent job of. That was that was his primary task, it, aside from winning. Obviously, that's the primary task. But that's what he was brought in to do with Boston, was to rebuild that farm system, and he did it. He, number two, according to fan graphs, second only to the Chicago Cubs. And the Cardinals are sitting now at the number 17 farm system according to fan graphs and there's no doubt in my mind that kyle bloom is going to come in and he's going to do a fantastic job building back that farm system and that is where the cardinals are going to have to have to reclaim some of their dominance is developing pitching developing prospects developing your own stars because if you can do that you can be a perpetual winner with the with the kind of money that the cardinals are comfortable spending that's you can. It's very we've seen it the last 20 years. The Cardinals have done a better job than most teams at developing their own talent. It's dropped off of late, but they've overall they've done a fantastic job. And if you would to, were to compare the Cardinals over the last 20 years to the Chicago Cubs, you know, to the Cincinnati Reds, to anybody else in the division, you'd take the Cardinals hands down as far as what they've been able to accomplish. Two World Series championships multiple winning seasons. I know there's stretches in there where they didn't make the playoffs, but the Cardinals have been the king of the NL Central for a while. And now they're making moves to fix that. And Kyle Bloom is absolutely going to have an impact. And if Kyle Bloom is the successor in 2025 for John Mosellock when he steps down, as as he Jim Bowden says that he's likely to do, I feel like that the Cardinals will be in very good hands. Very good hands, especially if that's going to be their focus going forward, it seems like a good fit to me because, and, and get, Oh, by the way, where Kyle Bloom came from the Tampa Bay Rays, they have the number four farm system in all of baseball, number four farm system and number two farm system, two, two franchises, two organizations that know how to develop talent. And Kyle Bloom has a great track record of doing that. So I, I feel I'm, that's why I'm very excited for this because that's where you can gain the most value in baseball, developing your own stars. You don't have to sign them in free agency. You don't have to trade for them. You can just develop them in-house. And the Cardinals do have a lot of good young talent. Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, Brendan Donovan, Nolan Gorman, who we'll talk about a little bit later. 
of why I'm excited for this, this upcoming season and why I believe Cardinals fans should be excited. They just haven't developed pitching on that side, which is why you see them signing Sonny Gray, Kyle Gibson, and Lance Lynn to try to plug those hold and it holes and to try to be a winner. And I wouldn't even rule out a trade in season for a starting pitcher. Now, it, it probably won't be up there with the Dylan Cease on the top shelf, but, you know, I wouldn't rule it out if the Cardinals, if that's a need for them. And of course, the Steven Matt's wild card situation is something I don't think you can rely on, but clearly the Cardinals are going to be relying on him. The, uh, John Mozeliak also spoke about his confidence level in a 2024 rebound. Um, and, and these were really interesting comments, and I, I find it refreshing. Some people might roll their eyes, but John Denton wrote an article entitled With Retooled Staff, Mozeliak Confident in Cards 2024 Rebound. And Mosellock is quoted as saying there was probably a bit of arrogance. Uh, there's probably a bit of arrogance. When you do something as long as I've done it, approaching it in that way with arrogance is not helpful. You have to have a little sense of humility on what can happen and realize that it's hard to keep everyone happy. We're still trying to be true to how we make decisions and why we make decisions. But we have decided to tinker a little bit with how we make decisions because clearly how we did it last year didn't work. But on a personal level, it's about understanding that mistakes do happen. And then I, I find that refreshing for a president of baseball operations to admit, yeah, I was a little bit arrogant. Yeah, I felt like I could get I, I could make it work with what we had last year. You know, I, I think that's refreshing to me that he's owning up and saying, yeah, we made mistakes. We're trying to learn from those mistakes and we're trying to get better. I think that's that's very good. And ultimately, he is at the mercy of what the owner's willing to do with this whole Bally contract. The Cardinals are in a precarious position with the salary. And again, they're not a major market. They were never going to get a Yamamoto. They were never going to trade for Tyler Glasnow with his injury history and extend him. That's just not the, the kinds of moves the Cardinals make. But I am beginning to grow more hopeful in this season based on this these comments from Mosellock. And I know... These are just words. Show me. You got it. They have to ultimately show it on the field. It has to happen on the field. But all we have right now are these comments from Mosellock. Um, and and then bringing in Kyle Bloom, as I mentioned, is is a really, really good. I think a really good development. Mosellock went on to say, I think I'm starting my 17th season in this seat. So it's probably reasonable to think having a different voice at some point would make a lot of sense. A lot of people are sort of jumping to conclusions with the Kime hire, but I would say at the very least, it strengthens our bench. We're at least two, we'll see. I feel pretty good about where the organization is, but there are also some things that are going to change over time. I want to make sure we're positioned in that solid way. So again, he's talking about the, the Kime Bloom hire, and ultimately, I'm sure he doesn't know if Kime Bloom is going to be the guy to take over. Uh, for him in a couple of years, because who knows, Kyle Bloom might have another job. But him working with the St. Louis Cardinals, at least in this capacity, is exciting to me. And it's refreshing to me. And, and again, it's just words, but it's refreshing to hear him say the things that he said. And the last thing that he's quoted as saying in this article is the fact, and John Mozeliak says this, he says, the fact is you've got to get to October before you can worry about winning in October. For us, we feel like we're going to be able to compete in the NL Central and expectations are high. We believe in this team and we believe 
in our everyday club. And I know we've heard that before, but that's the expectation in St. Louis. I, it's refreshing to me that St. Louis is not a place where a rebuild uh, t- happens ever, not in my lifetime. And so we head into the season and sure our expectations as fans, we, we might not be happy with the starting pitching. I get it. I'm not happy with the, with what we have as a start, as our starting pitching rotation. I don't think it's good enough, but who knows? There might be a couple of moves down the road and, and we're going to have St. Louis Cardinals baseball in the spring. And I'm excited. And, and I'll talk, I'll touch more on why I'm excited for this season coming up. I'm, I mean, I'm always excited for, uh, the St. St. Louis Cardinals baseball, but there are some specific reasons to be excited, and we'll t- we'll talk about those after we take a short break to hear from our sponsors on this episode of the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals. We'll be right back after these messages. We are back on the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. If you don't mind giving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, that would be much appreciated. And I wanted to talk to you about. Some reasons why I'm excited uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals in 2024. And I know their starting pitching has a lot of question marks. You know, Sonny Gray is going to be solid. I really believe that. He's going to be the ace of our staff. And you, if you look at some of these other pitching signings, that was actually a really good move at the time that they did it. It was absolutely the right move to make for the Cardinals. Lance Lynn, I think he's going to be better. I think, I think you know, Kyle Gibson's going to be solid. Steven Matt's question mark, Miles Michaelis, who knows if he can bounce back to what he was, but there it's it's a lot more stable than it was this time last year. It might not have the upside uh, that we'd like to see, but it's going to be average, maybe below average, maybe above average, but it's going to be right in the middle of the pack with major league teams. And so the reasons that I'm excited is the Cardinals were able to avoid arbitration with five players and they weren't able to reach a deal with Tommy Edmond, but I believe a deal's likely coming before the season starts. So Dylan Carlson was the first player that they were able to agree to a deal with, a one-year deal worth $2.35 million. The Cardinals also announced arbitration-avoiding deals with relievers Andrew Kittrich, Jojo Romero, and John King. But the Cardinals, like I mentioned, were unable to come to terms with Tommy Edmond by Thursday's arbitration deadline. So that that this means that the Cardinals the Cardinals must exchange contract proposals by 7 p.m. Central Time, um, and an arbitration hearing is possible for the Cardinals and Tommy Edmond. But again, Tommy Edmond, it, it's, it's going to get done. The projection for Edmond is around $7 million. We'll see what, what happens. But Tommy Edmond is likely going to be your starting center fielder on opening day, likely. Again, now he's coming back from an injury, and we'll talk about some injury updates a little bit later and why I'm excited about some of these players. But Tommy Edmond is one of these players. He's not a superstar, but he's just an everyday grinder, grind out at bats, and puts a, and is just a solid defensive player in multiple positions. He can play shortstop. He can play second base. He can play center field. He can, If he can play center, he can likely play one of the corner outfield spots. He could probably play third. I don't know, but if in a pinch, he could probably play. But for sure, middle infield and outfield, he can play. So I, he's he's a very valuable member of this team, and the the Cardinals are going to get a deal done with him. I, I I'm very excited about that. Just like I'm very excited about some of the players that I think are due for a breakout. And we kind of saw it from Nolan Gorman 
uh, last season. He's a guy who's dealt with some back injuries, and he talked about that in a recent article with John Denton. He says, as far as body-wise, core stability, mobility, and flexibility, things to help with back. I've done different nutrition stuff to help with inflammation. It's been a good off-season for me, and I'm excited to get to spring. I think Nolan Gorman is in for a big year. I'm also excited about Lars Newtbar. I'm excited about Lars Newtbar and what he can do. Lars Newtbar added in this article, throughout our group chats coming off last year, we personally were personally motivated to right the ship and have a bounce back year. You can tell with the energy, even through text, guys are excited to get back to Florida and have more motivation this year. I'm, I'm excited about what Lars Newtbar can bring. He's he's a tremendous talent. And last but not least, and this, this these are not all the reasons why I'm excited. Brendan Donovan is emerging as a clubhouse leader, potentially the next clubhouse leader after Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt decide to you know move on, or the Cardinals. Who knows what what could happen? And we'll talk about Paul Goldschmidt a little bit later. But Brendan Donovan is emerging is emerging as a clubhouse leader. And he's as solid as it gets as a player. And I think he's only going to get better. So Brendan Donovan is another reason why I'm excited about the Cardinals. And you start to look around positionally for the St. Louis Cardinals. You guys, you guys have, I mean, we have Nolan Gorman, Brendan Donovan, Tommy Edmond, Lars Newtbar, Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn. And I haven't even mentioned Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arnato, Wilson Contreras. That's a pretty good group of position players. Dare I say that's World Series caliber if you throw in starting pitching and relief pitching. If that's average, above average, if the relievers are really good, this could be a really good team. We'll we'll see. I Again, the, the potential is there for them to disappoint, and I've been as skeptical as anybody else. But the more I think about it, the more, and it might, it's probably not popular. It's probably not popular. But to be, to, to be really honest, I'm kind of sick of complaining about the starting pitching. This is what we have. We we're hopeful that it's going to be good enough. Mosellock said maybe a few more moves are coming. That could just be words. We don't know, but I'm kind of sick of complaining about it. I'm kind of just looking forward to seeing what this team can be and watching it every day. I like, I'm sure you are and it's coming. Pitchers and catchers are going to report very, very soon. And it's very exciting to me. So I apologize if this appears to be bright sunshine and rainbows and John Mosellock's all of a sudden, a you know, a great president of baseball operations all of a sudden. I'm not saying that. I'm not because Mosellock is not my favorite person in the world either. I don't I think some he's been very smug and he admitted it, you know, in, in that article, he was a little arrogant. And I think that's refreshing for me to hear. And again, those are just words. We're going to need to see it on the field. And I'm sure you agree with that. I'm sure the audience agrees. But I am hopeful in these young players the Cardinals have put together, right? I'm I'm hopeful for Jordan Walker. I'm hopeful for Brendan Donovan. I'm excited about Lars Newtbar. I'm excited about Tommy Edmond. I think these are really good baseball players that they've put together. I think a lot of teams would be very envious of us, would be very envious of what the Cardinals have, especially what the team that they can field. There's also depth there. I mean, Dylan Carlson's going to be coming off the bench. Alec Burleson's going to be coming off the bench. Ivan Herrera is our backup catcher. He's he's pretty solid. So there's a lot to be excited about aside from the starting pitching and the bullpen. And it's see, it really it feels like these guys are motivated to bounce back in a big way 
in 2024. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be a better year than 2023. It'd be hard not to, to be honest. And I cannot wait for Cardinals baseball. And I cannot wait to continue to update all of you guys as the year goes on, as the offseason rolls on, if the Cardinals make any more moves. But the last thing we'll talk about is the the Cardinals are not going to re-sign Paul Goldschmidt to an extension this offseason. If an extension is going to be reached, it is going to have to be during the season. And this is just kind of how these things go. And and the the quotes coming out of the uh, from Derek Gould. So this is from Derek Gould, Cardinals president of baseball operations. John Mosellock said Saturday during winter warmup that the Cardinals may wait and see how the year progresses before exploring a contract extension with Paul Goldschmidt, who is entering the final year of his current contract. Gould said, I think right now, I think everybody just wants to see how the season starts. Mosellock said when asked if extending the club's starting first baseman will be a priority, you know, obviously want to get off on the right track and then we can address things like that. And, and again, I, I think that's smart. And I know Goldschmidt's been really good. And I know I've said on this channel that I think that they should bring Goldschmidt back. But again, it's smart to wait. It's smart to see how he does because he did kind of tail off towards the end of last year. And if you do not bring Goldschmidt back, you could then move Jordan Walker to first base. That opens up an outfield spot for another player, like maybe a Victor Scott down the road. Who knows, right? Maybe Brendan Donovan can play one of the corner outfield spots if you want to play Nolan Gorman at second base. So we'll see. We'll see. like I think it's smart to keep your options open, not to get into a, you know a contract extension right now with a 36 year old player. And again, I I'm hopeful. I I would like to see Paul Goldschmidt back for a couple more years. I think there's a lot left in the tank. I think Paul Goldschmidt is a consummate professional that takes good care of his body, that does the right things throughout the off season and is constantly trying to get better. I tweeted it out. There was. Uh, you know, something there's a Twitter video of him working with his hit, hitting coach like in no in December trying to get better. I mean, I think that's who Paul Goldschmidt is as a person, as a baseball player. He's it, he's the exact kind of person I want to cheer for. But again, the results, it's a results business and the results have to be there for Paul Goldschmidt this season. And I think he will. And I think ultimately the Cardinals will extend him this offseason or not this off season, but during the season, I think he's going to prove that he's worth another year, another couple years, but we'll see. So again, thank you so much for listening on the podcast. You can give us a five-star review on Apple podcast. That'd be much appreciated. So until next time, let's go get some more pitching. Maybe we'll see, but if we don't, I'm excited for the team that we have, even though I think the starting pitching is a little bit lacking. We all know that. But until next time, bye-bye, everybody. Be good, and let's go Cardinals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.